Welcome to Inspired Edinburgh, the home of powerful conversations. I'm Elliot Reeves, and my guest today is Daniel Ewan Henderson. Daniel is one of Scotland's leading content creators and social media influencers, with a pan-platform audience of more than two million followers. Your speciality is positive, amusing, and inspiring short-form, female-friendly viral video content covering everything from depression and anxiety to female periods, with the goal of empowering people to love themselves more. You're an entertainer, a world traveler, having traveled to over 20 countries in the past two years, and you recently became an uncle. Congratulations. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Daniel, Good to be here. It's, a, to it's, be a, here. it's a pleasure to have you here. Welcome to the show. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so how have you been? Yeah, yeah good, good. good. Uh, I've really been looking forward to, to having you here, yeah. I have to be honest. Yeah, it's been um, good. We met each other not that long ago, actually. Yeah, uh, we're at a networking event where we, um, it, it was awesome because I was actually thinking about like, you know, doing podcasts and stuff like that and getting involved like not actually doing them myself but just being on them and, uh -huh. and i didn't know any scottish i was i was like where are all these scottish ones that, <laughs> that are doing it and, and then you came up to me and i was like this is crazy how the universe works yeah yeah really <laughs> there we go it so is. here we are <laughs> it's great um yeah i mean actually that meetup that we were at for scottish creators i was quite shocked at how many people there were yeah because people tend to, it's like we tend to sort of um mixing these own little cliques and circles yeah and not realize that there's more people out there so that exactly was, that was great yeah. yeah it was good it's um i i felt like alone a lot of the times when i've been creating and then i got to that event and i was like wow there's so many good people with such skills resources and and i'm just like okay this is cool yeah i, I like yeah. this you know <laughs> so we should do we should do it again sometime definitely try definitely. and get more scottish creators if anybody's watching this for sure get in there nice plug <laughs> i like it <laughs> so i mean if we can start by going back to the very beginning i yep. mean if you can kind of set the scene telling us what your early life was like and uh yeah that sort of stuff that'd be great so i was brought up um with well my mum and dad uh, family stayed together um have an older brother called Lee. He's just had the baby, mm -hmm. um, and we actually went to a church in in Glasgow. Um, so I was I was from a young age. I was always in an environment of like um, you know good 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 teachings, and, and the ministers were really good. I'm no I'm not a Christian at the moment. I'm uh, I kind of fell away from that. Okay. Uh, but the school I went to was a private Christian school, um, and I learned a lot. A really really good kind of. It was a good base to start for like inspiring things. The people that were around about that environment were all creative people with, with great insight, knowledge, and and I took whatever I could from them. I was a bit rebellious though when I was younger. Okay. Um, but I still did take a lot from it, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm, it's been it's been a great childhood. Mother, dad, thank you for <laughs> raising me as best as you, you could, and yeah. uh, I'm sorry if I'm. <laughs> I think a you're failure. No, at all. I think you're doing a great job. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, I mean, going through school, what were your your aspirations? You know, as you were growing up, what what did you kind of hope to see yourself doing? So, I was kind of um, very athletic. I've always been athletic, and I wanted to be a footballer. Okay. I know that's not abnormal, being <laughs> from Scotland and being a guy, but I was always uh, I wanted to be a footballer, and that's where a lot of my rebellion came from because everything I did, um, I used to say, oh, I don't need that anyway because I'm going to be a footballer. Obviously, that didn't work out and mm. I actually fell out of love with the sport um, as I turned 15, 16. And that's when right, okay. it's a pivotal point for um, 
like where you where you end up, a footballer or not, it's that kind of age is where people fall away. Or there was friends of mine that were playing with Rangers. I was playing with Livingston at the time, um, and I thought, you know what, I could play with Livingston one day, and ended up falling away from that. Um, and then as the years went down, I um, I th I've always studied acting as well, so I thought, you know, I I'd like to be an actor, and um, so I went to study acting cool. after school. Um, okay. I just I, w I went for it. I was like, you know, this this could be fun, um, loved it. But I was really young. I was only uh, seventeen when I started studying mm -hmm. it, and education wasn't for me. The the whole going in and being a part of the kind of like I, I like working as a team, but I just found that I was the young one and I wanted to go out and be this part or what you know. And and it just kind of I quit. I was a quitter. That's that's basically my childhood and growing up in adolescence, I was very much a quitter. Um, when times got tough, I just quit. I, if, if the people in my class didn't like me, I quit. Um, and so that's something that I've gradually learned to, you know, to stop doing is, mm -hmm. is quitting things. Good things, quitting things that are, that are actually beneficial for me um, yeah. and learning to quit things that are, that are bad for me. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I'm trying to do. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. It's it's quite um refreshing to hear someone be that honest and introspective that you you were able to like, identify that that's what you were like. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that if you're honest completely with yourself and everything that you stand for, mm. then no one else can point it out for you. No one, well, I mean, obviously people can give you constructive criticism. I, lo I love that. But when you say to yourself, yeah, I'm not perfect, then you don't need to kind of like try and shoot for the stars and try and pretend that you're perfect all the time. Mm -hmm. Because that is one thing that I've, I probably have tried that in the past. I've tried to seem perfect and seem, and then it just mm -hmm. you just crash eventually. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, be honest with everything you do is, is a great tool to have, mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. yeah. So tell me about your, your sort of early career path. Um, career. What, 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 what sort of jobs did you so do? So the career yeah. involved me pouring vodkas and cokes, <laughs> right. gin and cokes, and then gin and tonics, sorry, gin and cokes, uh, gin and tonics for, for people getting called all sorts of names behind the bar. Um, and then actually, because that was what I was doing, I was like, you know what, I'm going to become a mixologist. So I made sure that if I was a bartender, I was a mixologist, I was going to learn every cocktail in the book. Um, and then I, I was 19 or 20 and I wanted to start my own little cocktail masterclass business um, and that was the start of the kind of uh, entrepreneurial side of me that wanted okay. to do something more than what I was doing. So that was that was one of my first business kind of ventures that never went anywhere. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, bartender was basically my, my job. Other than that, I worked in a museum one time um, and the borough collection. Yeah, in, yeah, in Glasgow with uh -huh. the Egyptian, I was a cleaner in there. Really? Um, so yeah, as as far as being employed is concerned, bars, bars, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that was pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Really? Yep. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't really work for corporate or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Just, just bars. Yep. Cool. At what point then did kind of content creation, social media, come onto your radar? <clears throat> I think it came onto my radar because of the the acting career I, I wanted to do something i've always wanted to 
I've been, I love people and I love the reactions that I get from people. So if I can make someone smile or have a wee laugh or whatever, that, that, that makes me happy. Obviously, there's a conflict in I used to care a lot what people thought of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would worry what people said to me as well. Um, but I, I liked freeing people from concern, especially my mum when she was ill because she had ME. And oh, right, I used yeah. to, as a kid, used to put on little plays for her and stuff like that just to make her feel happy. Hmm. Um, and and from that, my mum used to, th- I think my mum must have mentioned it to one of my teachers in school. Um, and they always, in school, I was always the lead role. I, was, I think I've been Macbeth like five times. <laughs> I've been Macbeth in like five different varieties of Macbeth as well. It's yeah. just, yeah. So I thought, you know, I have got a voice. I like entertaining people. So I'm going to get myself out there. And um, it's debatable if it was very entertaining at the start. It was just me dancing on my bed um, okay. with my shirt off. <laughs> Um, so, so what, what platform did you start off on? Facebook. It was Facebook, Facebook um, because I seen a window of opportunity because I never thought that I could be a YouTuber because I thought that that was for the YouTuber game. I thought at that point, and that was like five or six years ago, I thought, oh, that's not my world. Um, I'm just going to go on Facebook where it's a different kind of um, thing. And there was this guy called Ben Buckwalter who did similar videos and he said to me, you know, Daniel, you should, you know, do more positive stuff. Cause I did a video about, um, your imperfections are your perfections. And hmm. that's, I think that's how he found who I was. And he said, you should do this more. Like you should go out there and, and put out a little positive message rather than dancing on your bed. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I prefer, I prefer the, the comments that people were saying, like, I've helped them out. Mm-hmm. It was a very simple, basic um, phrase. Your imperfections are your perfections. But that little phrase went a long way. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna do more of that. And that was just the start of it all. Ben, he, he was kind of like a mentor for me. Mm-hmm. He was a year older than me. He was a mentor. He was a, a great friend. He, he, was, he was someone that, you know, thank you, Ben, for, for helping me with that. Um, so yeah, That's really fascinating. He, he was probably the, the person that, because f- he, he said to me, no, you're not posting enough. And I would say, oh, okay. I was posting maybe once every two weeks, three weeks. He'd say, you're not posting enough. And I was watching him and he was posting once, once every four days, three days. And then I was like, you know what? And as soon as I took his advice, it went, it skyrocketed. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. When did, when did things really start picking up? So 2014 going into 2015 mm-hmm. it, it started picking up and i had a profile so i started on a facebook profile not a page so oh right okay yeah. so just like an ordinary just an ordinary profile okay. like um and at that point it had high engagement for um creators mm-hmm. so we i was kind of lucky I, I got in there quick with the with the engagement and you would be able to reach if you had like 500 followers you would be able to reach those 500 at that point and if you had, so I had gained maybe 40,000. And then it went from 40,000 to 200,000 within a week or two weeks. Wow. Um, <laughs> and then in the next few months leading up into 2015, uh, going into 2016, I managed to get like nearly 800,000 followers. Um, but then I got hacked. And it was one of the worst days of my life, but one of the best days of my life because I thought I'd lost everything. Um, I got it back, but all my videos were deleted. Some of the videos had like 15 million views. Oh my God. 
Um, I got it back and it forced me into converting to a page because I'd, you know, oh, I'd been told that right. the engagement was better on pages. So then I started a page and that went to nearly 2 million within a couple of years. So it's been, <laughs> it was crazy how that happened. It was just all, all from positive uh, affirmations for others. And th there was a lot of girls that, that liked it. Um, from America, specifically Canada, Australia, right, okay. um, and it, it just it just took off. It was it was pretty overwhelming, and uh, yeah, yeah, just crazy. How so how did your your sort of <coughs> style become your style? Was it you know the sassy snaps as you call the it? The sassy snaps, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> all that good stuff. <laughs> um, so I would say repetition. When you do something more than once every two weeks, okay. you start you start finding a momentum. You start finding what works, what doesn't work, and the things like sassy snaps, it's like rituals, it's like when you do things repeatedly, it becomes second nature to you. Mm -hmm. And so the little <laughs> sassy snap wasn't actually a thing at the start, but it, it was always something I did. Like whenever I had a point, I would always do that to people in my school or whatever. As stupid as it was, uh, it worked and people liked it. And yeah, I just kind of um, adopted little phrases like shoving it up your and all these other <laughs> things but but people liked it and so I, I repeated it and it became my style and so and what was the the original intention what was the sort of drive behind the drive behind it was just to make people laugh that was it it was just to make people laugh see people and i, I was always very analytic and i liked seeing the numbers and and i loved seeing where people were finding like what video worked in america but didn't work in the uk I loved all that stuff. So really? I've always been very analytic. So that help always helps. Um, if you're not really analytic and you're just doing something for the sake of it, then you're not, I would say you weren't, you're not going to get success from it. Mm -hmm. I would feel like you have to enjoy what you're doing and um, helping people and with the wee analytic part of it as well. It's just like a, it's a dream job for me. Yeah, yeah, I love for it. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've watched a number of your videos. I quite enjoy them. <laughs> You know, they're they're not targeted at somebody like myself. I mean, yeah, but do you know what? It's, <laughs> but it's, they're I, they're entertaining. Like, I can imagine that there's a lot of people that are sort of detractors or trolls or haters because of the nature of the videos yep, that you're doing. Yep. And and you know what? It's it's actually diluted in the past few years. I feel like I was like a, a martyr or something because there wasn't many Glaswegian people creating <laughs> when I started. So it was quite hard for for me at the start because my friends would say, what are you doing with your life? What is really? this? You're, you're, a, you're an embarrassment. My family even thought, what are you doing, Daniel? And, and as the years go on, you continue doing something, you repeat it, you, you don't, you know, I say you don't care what people think of it. You do care, you do. Um, <laughs> but then things dilute and um, now there's so many people creating that it's almost like, yeah, you know, it's normal now and I, nobody thinks it's weird. They're like, wow. Nice, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's impressive, but clearly people like it, given the sheer level of engagement that you have. Yeah. But why do you think it's been so popular? I think the Scottish, we have an amazing accent. You have a great <laughs> accent. We, we all have an amazing accent, but because of the, um, I don't know if it's a lack of resources or a lack of um, networking or whatever within, it was, we, we all think, oh, it's, that's a thing for Americans to do, or that's a thing for people in LA or London or New York. Mm -hmm. 
Wait, who's to say that I can sit and make videos in my house in Glasgow, you couldn't make it in your house in Edinburgh and, and make the exact same um, impact that someone uh, in America is doing in Italy? It's mm. it's just a, it's all in your it's all in our heads that you know that that belief system that we have, mm -hmm. and I think that I'm glad that I did have a belief system because it's taken me on adventures like traveling and stuff. It's it's been incredible. Like with all the bad aside, it's been it's been a, a great a great journey. You know. So what what then have been some of the the sort of highs and lows with it? <clears throat> so the highs would definitely be the the places I've been invited to and the friends I've met. Um, so you'll get, I got a message from a family in Canada um, last April. They said to me, hey, we want to book a flight for you out to come see us for three days. And I'd, I'd FaceTimed them before and I'd talked to them and things. Um, and I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. So I went out to Vancouver for three or four days. Oh they, they looked after me and now we are, we're best friends. I went out there again in August and stayed with them for a month. Um, so things like that happen. Um, then there's also the the kind of seeing people's reactions. I get I get sent videos from people who are wanting to kill themselves and people who have been through self harming. Mm. Um, and and as I'm not like uh, a therapist, so I do point a lot of people in the direction of help rather mm. than trying to do give them help myself. Yeah, I, I wish I could help them. Um, but I, I don't have the expert knowledge. Sure. Maybe that's something I would actually like to learn in the future. Mm -hmm. um, but for now, I, I help people by entertaining as much as I can. Um, so the videos, when I get sent those videos, um, there was a boy called Darren from Gala Shields. Okay. Um, he's been all over the news. I think he said something in, a, in an interview for the, the Daily Record or something like that. Um, and he basically was... I think he was he was basically had Noonan syndrome. Noonan syndrome is a it's a genetic um syndrome. I am not gonna go in I don't really okay. know the ins and outs of it. Mm -hmm. But he ended up having a stroke and right. and he he was he's disabled now. He can't he, he couldn't uh, he's in a wheelchair and things. Um he's been in a coma for two months, had a stroke and he reached out to me and said, Daniel, would you come and see me? And this was after I got back from Canada and I went, yeah, you know what? He's in Gal Shields. Let's go to Gal Shields. Um, and I'm so glad I did. That that boy is is amazing to know. And and you would think that my following was all female, but it's not. There was a, a young guy from Gal Shields. Um, I met him. And now he's, he messaged me saying that he had a feeling in, in one of his legs. Um, and so we're hoping. One of his dreams is to walk again. So... Like I get updates all the time. He's saying that he, he's actually felt um, in his legs. He's mm -hmm. he's he's an exceptional person. He's really over, an overcomer, and I'm glad that I've I've met these amazing, awesome people from what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And w some of the sort of lower points then. Lower points are the the abuse that you got earlier on, early on, because um, let's just put it this way. So you get. 100,000 views on a video, mm -hmm. you think, wow, you're going into your, your family, you're like, wow, 100,000 views on that video. That is amazing. My mum, like, they're like, wow, look at that. You're getting famous. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and you feel amazing. You're all puffed up. You're like, wow. And then 
you go on a walk in your hometown and this guy will be like, hey, you did that video with your top off. And then you'll be like, hey, you, Jamie. And then he'll be like, oh, not that wee guy. And then oh, that was the start. And then as you get more videos that go viral, you get more little people that'll come up to you and say, you know, you're, you're this, you're that. Um, it's kind of bullying, I guess. Trolling. Trolling. Trolling, but it's... Um, it's easy to handle it when it's in the comments. Yeah. It's not easy to handle it when you get viral posts about you. Yeah. That was hard. And there was a couple of days I had agoraphobia. I didn't want to leave the house because you feel like all eyes are on you. You feel like, you know, you've you've went viral on a, on a tweet or something or you've went viral on a video of me getting slide tackled in a nightclub yeah, or I've something that. like that. Um, and you... People were like, oh, but that's people just, and that the people's advice is to me, oh, but that's, you just have to, it's part of the territory, it's part of the parcel of what you're doing. Yeah, but it's still not nice, and it's no, still it's hard, and you have to be a, a tough character to put up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my best friend um, at the time was, was the person who actually, um, he actually passed away from, from suicide. I've talked about this before, but mm-hmm. he um, he was always my friend whenever I was going through these times. Okay. So 2015 was one of the worst years, but the best years as mm-hmm. well. Um, I had a lot of crazy thoughts go through my head as well, um, and and from there I just I just thought that what I'm doing is is giving people worth. I'm not going to listen to any negativity. I do the percentage of people that dislike are yeah. very few mm-hmm. and the impact that I could eventually bring to to a large audience is is far greater so yeah. I thought you know I'm going to do that yeah definitely yeah I suppose you know I'm just thinking in my head saving one person's life is worth more than virtually any of the negative stuff yep. that you could get right yep yeah um, um, but it's just a shame that the, the the negative people can't see the the potential value in the content that you're creating you can't change people's opinions people some people's opinions are deeply rooted so sometimes there were there were nights where i would be out in the town and there would be a guy that would come up to me and he'd be like oh you're the wee poof that does the videos and now i know that i'm a straight guy and so i would have maybe reacted to that and i would have tried to show um i would have mirrored his kind yeah. of like and then i would have i would have risen to him and i would be like no in my head at that point i thought well, if I show him that I'm tough here, mm-hmm. then he'll he, that'll show him. It doesn't show him anything. It just shows that you're on his level. And so I'll from now on, you know, it's it's good. To, it actually is a really good thing to just walk away from a situation. Yeah. In my case, is run away from some <laughs> situation. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just just walk away is the best thing. And it's hard to do when you're, especially when you're drunk. Um, make sure you've mm-hmm. also got good friends. You need good friends when you're going through hard times. Yeah. Um, the people that that are not just you know there there are friends that are there for you only through the bad times, and they never they're never there for you during the good times when you're winning. They're mm. never there to congratulate you. They're yeah. always there for the bad gossip, and I yeah. also don't like that. <laughs> but those friends that are there for you through the good and the bad, um, I, I thank them so much for being in my life. You know, mm. I'm really grateful that way. Mm. Yeah. So, so when you get like a negative comment on a video now, do you delete it? Do you just leave oh, it there? No. Or do you? They have, 
everybody, this is how I feel, and it, as, as much as it kills me to say it, everybody has freedom of speech, unless it is malicious in a way that is um, inciting me to, um, to get harmed. Yeah. So if someone says, oh, if I see you in town, um, I'm going to set about you and mm -hmm. hit you, rip your head off or something <laughs> like that, yeah. then I still probably wouldn't delete it. I wouldn't comment. I wouldn't comment back. I wouldn't comment back because it draws attention to it. I would say to people, um, you are going to get negative people and they're sitting in their little comfort of their little, uh, you know. Yeah. And, you know, they could be hurting. So I don't want to hurt someone who's already hurting because they must be hurting if they have to go out and say that to you. Or I, I sometimes wonder this myself, you know, what, what is the archetype of a troll? It yep. must be someone that's like pretty yeah. in a bad place in their life if that's all they've got. At least they're bored. <laughs> at least yeah so you yeah. know you don't know what that person's going through they don't know what i'm going through but i've got a tough mental aspect of i can ignore it yeah whereas they're not used to it so if i give them a comment back that says oh look at your profile it's just a car you know mm. it's just a car because you're too whatever to you know it's, people do that as to trolls they're like oh you're too scared to show your face but what if he is too scared to show his face mm -hmm because he actually doesn't like himself. Yeah. So I, that's why I don't ever feed the troll because they could be absolutely going through torture. They could have had the worst upbringing ever. So, um, and I'm not saying I haven't ever done that before, but mm. that's what I, that's how I deal with trolls. Yeah. Just ignore it, push, push it to the side as best you can. As best you can, it's hard, it's mm -hmm. hard, but um, you'll overcome it and, and the rewards that you will when you it's just like if you abstain from anything like drinking mm -hmm. too much alcohol the reward is far greater if you abstain from the negativity yeah as po as much as possible i like it i'm going to ask you a little bit about your content creation process yeah um because i was quite surprised to hear that you you said in one of your videos that you do a lot of your stuff on your phone yeah like your editing included yeah so what does the whole process look like? So <laughs> it doesn't look like um, what I'm currently in <laughs> with all the, with the cameras and equipment all that. galore. The equipment galore. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm quite shocked by that. Um, for me, it literally started with a phone. Okay. Um, I threw in the GoPro there, here, there for the YouTube vlogs, and I had uh, the drone which broke, and because I'm skint, <laughs> I couldn't really update it. Well, I'm not actually skint, but I just thought, you know, sometimes when you travel around with the the drone, it's it's hard to yeah. to, to package it and stuff. Um, because I'm skint, and I don't want to pay extra. <laughs> um, but I do I do like that creative side. It's mm -hmm. something that I'd like to work more on. Mm -hmm. Um. But as far as like editing on my phone is for the for the wee quick videos that I make, it's it it does the job. So that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, I, w I would have thought that you would at least have done it on like you know a MacBook, MacBook and Final yeah. Cut Pro or something. Yep. No, I've uh, done it on a, just a couple <laughs> of little apps and yeah. figured about it. It isn't a case of I've just picked up one app and done this. Like I've I've went through a whole selection process of what the best apps for one aspect are. What so it is more detailed than it looks okay so if anybody would they would find it weird how i do it okay i've never done anything normal <laughs> in my life right yeah. <laughs> i've always i've always taken the harder that. option <laughs> yeah. yeah so <laughs> oh. 
Like, you know, just get a point and shoot camera, set it down, and then edit it on Final Cut Pro. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. do that. I don't, do, I don't know why. <laughs> so how do you decide what the content is that you're going to create? Is it, are you quite strategic or is it more just on a whim? I think that it's been a collaboration with the people, the people that watch me. So okay. it started off with um, finding little ideas, testing the water with some ideas, and then <clears throat> always look at your comment section. I don't like these people that um, they they just ignore comments. They're like, oh, okay, I got I got ten thousand views on that video, and like a thousand comments, and they don't go down. I like to read every single comment, good or bad. Oh, um, and if you see like a good if it's too, if it's a viral video, then I've got I've got a life, right? I've got a life. So, um, <laughs> but I'll see the comments, and if I did a video which went viral about short girls, then obviously you'll see the comments there, and it'll be like, but what about us tall girls? We we need love too. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. okay, let, let's do one for tall girls. Did a tall girls video, and then there was one that said, um, what about us average height girls? And I was just like, right, <laughs> come on, guys, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is average? Like, you know. Um, but no, it's been a collaboration. Like if someone will say, I've got scars that I'm scared to show, then then that's been in the comments. And I'll be like, yeah, there's a lot of people that have got scars that are hidden and, and that would help a lot of people. So it's never about what I think. It's usually um, what others, what others um, they give me their, the inspiration to then yes. help, help back. So that's, that's where, it's, where it's all came from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is quite it is quite enjoyable when when you you get the message back saying um the person that commented saying do one for for uh for redheads or do one for girls with curly hair my curly hair is whatever um and then i'll remember that name of the person and then when i've done the curly hair video they'll message directly and they'll be like oh my god you've done it you've done it <laughs> and, and you just like you it's, it's, it's good it's nice yeah nice feeling yeah i mean how much time is spent looking at comments and replying to people and stuff like um, how many how many notifications do you get in an average day Daniel? Um, well i turned off i turn off all the notifications because my phone just dies <laughs> it just dies seriously like it's, it's crazy yeah <laughs> um so when i have a video on instagram that uploads and it's gone like pretty viral then it's just like like every time you refresh it just goes facebook it used to just be that little red it used to be a constant little thing that would say plus 500, plus 10, plus 1,000. And um, it, it's it's um, it's overwhelming, but I get excited. I get a rush from it when I know that I've I've said something that's that's helped people and it's circulating the world. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. I'm just like, I was in my bed, like I was in my bed about to fall asleep and I've made this video. And it's now circulating the World yeah. Wide Web, which is all these little numbers are all humans. Yeah. That's yeah. quite cool. That, that is really cool. I love that. I love that. I just yeah. find it really difficult to like imagine what that is like. Right. Okay, well, maybe like in a couple of months or so, like you'll see. You, uh, yeah. Please, well, please yeah, call yeah. me when you, your videos will get, you know. <laughs> well... In, in time, all in good time. Well, this is something that's interesting, I think, because, like, me personally, I've never been motivated by view viewership yep. whatsoever. Yep. I am pretty much agnostic about it. Obviously, you know, it's nice that people watch your content because yep. hopefully it's bringing some value to them, but yep. it doesn't 
you know, I don't determine the value of the content that I create yeah. by the number of views that exactly. it gets. But I mean, in, in terms of yourself, I mean, how important is viewership for you? Not anymore. Actually, really? when I started, it was. When I started, I'm being, being honest, yeah, it, it was something that I was like, I was like, have I, am I not funny? I was actually, my self-worth was actually dependent on the yeah. the viewership worth. What, <laughs> like, that doesn't even make sense. What the, the views and stuff were. Yeah. Um, and then I would be like, right, they must not find me funny, but it's actually the videos that get most views don't always tend to be the ones that are, um, ones that help that as many people. The ones mm. that help more people are the more specific videos that mm -hmm. pinpoints real issues and real, real problems that people go through. And I'm much more happy to talk about those um, and and not get the views that as long as it's the right people that it hits. Even if it hits nobody, but one guy that's been going through that same problem and he messages me saying, you've done, you, you've, you've helped my day. That's, that's what all it counts, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's so many, there's actually a, um, we're, we're a crisis just now with young kids and young people. Yeah. They're looking at their self-worth by how many followers they have. And that's really, really sad mm -hmm. uh, to the point where it's actually leading people to, to do crazy things. Mm -hmm. There people are breaking there. There's young, young teenagers that are breaking up with their boyfriend and, and going with someone who has more followers. Seriously. Did you know this? I didn't know that. I've heard, I heard it from, from my little cousin and, uh, they were like, oh, he oh has, what it was is I was in, I was in Portugal and there was a boy that was with me and he was, um, he, he was talking about, um, to this girl and he was like, oh, can I follow you on, on Instagram? And she said, yeah, of course. And he had 3000 followers or something. And she said, wow, you have 3000 followers. And then she started like gravitating over to him. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. Really interesting. And then his friend went. Oh sure, he's got two hundred thousand, <laughs> and then she gravitated over to me, and I was Dude. like, no, nah. no, I was like, no, this is not, this is not cool. I, I don't like that. I really, really don't like that. I think that that's it's quite sad, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, it's more about the impact you have on on a small group of people than it is making a, a prank video that gets ten million views. You know. Mm -hmm. This it's actually you touched upon something that I was interested to speak to you about um which is like and, and this is slightly anecdotal i think from my perspective because i don't factually know this to be the case but mm -hmm. i just it's like i hear a lot of people saying it yep. that young people have a difficult time with things like anxiety and depression yep. and so the role in which social media plays yep. to do with that i mean have you got any thoughts around that I've actually, because I've talked to a few people now, I also don't have statistics or anything like that, mm -hmm. but this is only from personal research, um, talking to individuals that <clears throat> you find that just the the actual blue light, when you when people are, are waking up in the morning, they, they, they're addicted to it so much that they're, they're um, it's almost like they can't, they can't be without it. Mm. But when they're on it, it's, it's making them feel anxious because they're comparing themselves to classmates, celebrities, they're trying to morph into their favorite. There's, there's been cases where um, a girl that, that didn't even know another girl from a different part of a country actually copied the, the same poses, the same outfits as another girl. Okay. And, and the other girl was like, wow, this is like, that's strange, right? It is quite creepy, yeah. So 
Yeah, it's just there's a whole plethora of things that are just just confusing right now, and I think that I don't I I don't have all the answers to to anything, but I just I just try and help people as much as possible. Like if I see someone that messages me saying, um, like how do I get more followers like <laughs> you? I'm like, why do you want followers? <laughs> you know what 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 do you want to do? Like what's your like what? And they're like makeup, and I'm like. And I'm like, do you love doing makeup tutorials? And they'd be like, well, I need to learn a wee bit more. And I'm like, okay, well, well, why don't you focus more on the actual practical, yeah. um, doing something? <laughs> yeah. Film it as and film the process of it because a lot of people just try and f film the glamorous part and mm -hmm. they get to their favorite celebrities, um, rather than filming the process because the process will lead to a legacy in the end because everybody will be like, where did they start from? They started from making it on their 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 iPhone, and the screen was cracked a little bit, and it was blurry. Mm. But they still did it because that was what they had, um, and they weren't afraid to show that that the authentic, raw side of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I, th I think you're right. Going back to what you said, that people's you were saying it in terms of viewership, but I do think that people's self worth is increasingly becoming. Um, attached to the size of their their followings yeah. on social media, yeah, which is just such a dangerous, it's dangerous way of, of you know living. Yeah. So how do we how do we like how do What's we the teach? Because there's got to be a solution, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like boycott social media. Uh, yeah, but how 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 would that go down? I think it's a. I mean, I can see something like that, like longer term, if yeah. if if studies and science is able to um you know sort of make a direct link between mental health yeah. and being on social media yeah. then it's you know the facebook's and the twitters and the instagrams will need to do something yeah. in order to rectify it i mean yeah there has to there, there will presumably be legislation to account yeah. for it i guess i don't really know but it's i think i think um the, there's there's been some things that have been good recently, and it's actually like on Instagram it shows you now how how many hours you've been on it. Yeah. So you you do feel a bit of self-loathing, <laughs> at least now that it says you've been active average eight hours a day. Yeah. Like uh, that's not as bad as me. Like I think I was on it. Like I think when I was in Canada because I had a lot of time alone, eh, I was on it maybe average three or four hours a day. Which if you think about the amount of things you could be doing, yeah. people sit there and they say, oh, I don't have time to learn that new skill. Give me your phone. Yeah. Go on Instagram. <laughs> what does it say? Six hours a day. You've been spending on Instagram doing what? Scrolling through people's lifestyles that are fake. Yeah. It's yeah. just nuts, man. It's nuts. Uh, I actually watched um, Casey Neistat's, one of his more recent vlogs was about the fact that he's got an addiction to social yep. media, yep. which I actually thought like, good, at least he's saying it. He's got massive influence. Yep. And if he can highlight that, then that's I, good. I love him. I yeah. actually love him. I think he's great. He's he's somebody that, that not only executed in growing a channel successfully, but mm -hmm. he's got the legs. He's been making films for 20 odd years. Yeah. So he brings in the footage from all these, oh, he's great. Yeah. He's great. I'm a big fan. Yep. I, I actually hadn't watched um, a lot of his vlogs for a while. I binge watched a whole load of them, yeah. and then took a bit of a, a break. But yeah, yeah, been getting back into them recently. <laughs>
he kind of comes he comes back to haunt you sometimes yeah, you're just yeah. like oh i missed old casey <laughs> i missed wee casey uh, i enjoy the more the more um cinematic kind of film style videos yep. that he makes yep I really like that sort of rather than the sort of day-to-day vlogs, but... I like the music he uses as well. Brilliant stuff. Yeah. Huge fan. Yep. <laughs> What's your favourite social media platform? Um, right now, I'm enjoying Instagram mm-hmm. um, because I, I like, I just like how simple it is. I like that um, you know, on Facebook, there's pages and profiles and, pa- and, and all this stuff. But on Instagram, it's just, you just post the video and it's all tiled out. People scroll down. Um, and they see your recent ones, you just keep keep posting. It's easy. I, d- I don't, f- the thing I like about Instagram just now is, is the, I can just post a, a whole load, a, a volume, a huge volume of, of content daily, daily, and um, and it's picked up by everybody that, that's seen it the day before. Hmm. Um, Facebook's always been the kind of, that's the thing that's always, that's where I started. Your first love. That's my f- <laughs> Facebook's my first love. Yeah. Um, but I love YouTube as well. I do love YouTube um, for watching and creating my vlogs, a bit of travel. That's that's probably some of the most fun. The videos that get the least views are the most fun for me. Yeah. Because it's just <laughs> it's just raw. It's me like getting stranded in America or Canada or whatever. And, but there's there's a lot of really good things to come with that, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not going to give anything away. But I think that there's there's some fun things coming. Yeah, really fun. Yeah, cool. Um, it's funny because actually looking at your channel, there's a few videos that that appealed to me, like your favorite books and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, these are the ones with the lowest the views. Lowest views. Like, yeah. yeah. <sighs> What's there's wrong nobody, with the world? Nobody cares about <laughs> nobody cares about Daniel. <laughs> Nobody cares about Daniel. Oh. Nobody cares what you want. Just tell me, tell validate me. Tell me I'm beautiful. <laughs> I don't want to hear what books inspire you. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, your your thoughts on the emergence of new social media platforms? I see that you're on the likes of TikTok. I just um, started and that. There's, and there's yeah, and there's a, another one that we spoke about um, earlier before we started called the You Now. You I know. didn't even know this one existed. So there's You Now. There's Live Me. There's I've heard that. It's like Periscope. So similar to Periscope. Yep. Um, but You Now is is just a um, a thing that I love doing because I've actually. I get I get very very low views on that as well. I, I I get all my views on a on a live stream from Instagram and Facebook, and that goes on to the viewership part. I get all those views on there, but it's not personal. You now is where I have friends. Okay. It's uh, they're the people who have followed me on all the the live streams. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I'll do a live stream on Facebook, I do one, and then I'll I'll say, can everybody go follow me on you now? And that's when you know who you're... That's the hardcore. That's the hardcore. So they come yeah. in and they're like friends and it's a good way of them getting to know me a little bit better. Mm. Um, and if they have any requests, like they want me to come to Canada, for example, then that's how they'll they'll get chatting to me, you know? It's got a good little funnel. It is a good, yeah. I, I enjoy those, making those as well. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a boy with autism that comes on. Really? Called Jake. He started um, watching me when he was 15 with his mum and they, they come on and guest. He started off um, not really being very verbal and uh, communicating mm-hmm. with me, but he's now 17, and he he talks more than me. He <laughs> he has uh, it's, it's been great. So it's it's actually like I'm I'm seeing my followers growing as well. 
Yeah. Um, it's it's really cool. It must be quite exciting to do something a bit new and a bit different as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I, I I enjoy it. It's it's my dream job. It's my dream uh, dream thing to do. It's, I, it was what I lived and breathed mm-hmm. doing uh, was social media. I know that sounds sad as well, but um, I enjoyed communicating, getting to know what different countries thought about different things. Yeah. Um, and so, so it's it's easy for me, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna ask you the worst question. I wasn't going to, but I, I feel sort of intrigued actually. Yeah. Um, because it's the typical question that everyone asks is monetization. Yeah. So, like, what is your your current um, sort of strategy, and how do you see that longer term? So I'm not going to go into too much detail. Sure. Um, but what I would suggest people do is just keep posting. If you post on YouTube, just keep posting. The money will come, the sponsors will come because they see that you're actually not just someone who is, um, there'll be people that do a prank video and nobody wants to sponsor someone who's just doing prank videos. The person who does a tractor channel that just talks about tractors, he gets maybe five views every, he, but he does a video every day for three weeks. He will eventually get 500 views on a video, 10, a thousand views and then tractor magazines people like niche markets people will want to hear from him if you're a travel vlogger you'll get travel companies coming up to you and saying hey mm-hmm. we see that you travel with Ryanair all the time and that's not happened to me but I want that to happen to me okay um, but you travel with Ryanair I see Ryanair in your vlogs all the time yeah um, and Ryanair then say hey we would love to um, have you on board but we could maybe sort out a deal or something like that so these are good things um, and to be honest, not many of them have happened to me and, and I have struggled with money and monetization and things, but just find your niche, find what you really, really love doing mm-hmm. and, and the monetization will come. Yeah. You know, see, I, I don't know. I just would have assumed that given the size of your audience that you would have been making like a load of money from it. But Surprisingly, not. Yeah. No. Um, um, what I, it's not even about the money for me that like, see like my self-worth is not my net worth either yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's written in one of my my yeah. things and um, it's a great quote though what i love is just to be not enough to get by i know that's a very um cliche thing to say but to be able to live and travel freely um i don't i don't need a lamborghini or anything like that i just need to get to 100 countries in my lifetime that's one of my goals hmm. um i want to have an impact on each country I go to. I always find that um, there's always a little story to tell. There's always someone that's helped me or I've helped them. So I want every country to be meaningful. I want to have loads of stories, maybe write a book someday. Yeah. Yeah, loads of stuff like that. I'm sure book sales are a good way to make money, aren't they? So. You know, if I don't make it, to be. I, I don't make money for fifty years, but then I turn, I, I've got all these travel things under my belt, and I could, I've wrote a book, yay! <laughs> Nobody buys it. Uh, one of the uh, quotes uh, that I heard you say in one of your videos actually was "legacy over currency." I think that's brilliant. I'm a huge uh, advocate of that personally. Yeah, I really like that. Legacy over currency is something that Gary Vaynerchuk actually talks about. Is it Gary? Is it? Yeah, Gary. Gary V. Gary v. He he's. He's a, an interesting character. I like he him. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of go hot and cold on him. Uh, I used to be a qu- quite a, <coughs> a big fan, um, but of late I've just kind of been like, yeah. he, he's the sort of person that too much of him is just too much. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I completely <laughs> agree. And and uh, it's 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 because there's so many different. Um, commu- he basically fills all the communications. He's got uh, audio. He's got visual. He's mm-hmm. got just like you. You've got like all your podcast and and mm-hmm. video format. I don't mm-hmm. actually have that many. I've only got just video. Um, but he he does it all, and he's got a whole production team. So they're po- constantly pumping out content, just in case some people did missed that one. You know. Yeah. Um, whereas me, it's like most people just see everything I upload because it's actually digestible. Um, Whereas it's hard to keep up with Gary. There's like four things, four, five videos a day. Some of them are half an hour, two hours long. And you're like, whoa, it's a lot of Gary V. It's a lot of Gary V. (laughs) But I I do, I do like him. He actually, um, I have a pair of his trainers. Really? Sneakers, yeah. Oh, the K-Swiss ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He sent sent me them. Well, his, his team sent me them out. Really? Yeah, they sent me them for free. I was like, Seriously, oh, I've got some guy. Awesome. Yeah, it says the hustle, the grind, the motive. And then yeah. it says, um, so I can't remember what the other is one like is. Clouds and dirt or something. Clouds and dirt. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah, this just popped into my head, actually. I, I thought about this in advance of the interview. I didn't write it down, but I've just remembered. Mm-hmm. If you woke up tomorrow and your entire following had just vanished, yeah. what's the first thing you would do? I would feel sh- really bad. Yeah, but um, I've I've been reading a lot about non-attachment because mm. um, I could die tomorrow. Um, a, a family member could die, and I don't want to post for a month. I've got to be. You have to breathe out. We're always trying to breathe into everything and keep everything that with relationships, with friendships, with everything. We're scared to lose this cushy number that we've got. Yeah. But I'm in a place now, if you'd asked me this a year or two ago, I wouldn't have been there. But because of the research I've been doing, non-attachment is something that, I w- and I'm not saying I wouldn't feel bad, but you, there's the five-minute rule, which is uh, three words, five minutes of, of grieving over something that you've lost. Like, um, But then there's a the five minutes after that you say, can't change it. Three words, can't change it. It's happened. How do I get to the next point now? You know, what else can I do? What skills have I learned? Because I've learned all these skills from it. It's not just the it's not just the following you have or the the impact that you that you have. It's the it's all the little steps you've taken in the you know, I've got great speaking ability now. I can I could go into a job and say, Hey, I've I've um, I've done so many years of social yeah. media. Um, would you be able to hire me to? I could run your social media for you. There's a lot of skills that I've developed, so I'm I'm fully capable of um, of doing many different things after social media. Yeah. So would, would that sort of thing appeal to you? Do you think? I, I think I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually companies would get in touch with me, and, and I've I've refused it because I'm doing my own thing mm. just now. So, um, but yeah, no, it's something that I could I could definitely help people with. Yeah. Um. Especially like um, influencers themselves, I would like to help because um, people get it wrong. Yeah, people they see the superficial lifestyle of it and they believe it, mm-hmm. and they think that that's what they have to aim for. Yeah, um, but they don't know that there's actually people that are life coaches that actually max out all their credit cards just to have <laughs> rent for a Lamborghini. Yeah, and then they they basically get a camera, good camera, and they, they say, hey, this is my Lamborghini. Do you want to know how I got it? And all the kind of 
There, there's people that are fraudsters. Quite, quite Ty Lopez esque. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> All right, okay. No. Uh, I actually don't mind Ty Lopez, but I'm gets, winking at you right now. Gets a lot. You just get a lot of hate. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, you know through the time that we've sort of spent together, which has been sort of limited, but you you definitely are or have become interested in sort of personal development. Yeah. What was the entry point to that? Um, the law of attraction. Um, that whole vibrations, the frequencies that you're in, are actually, um, so my brother pointed it out, the secret, so my brother pointed it out to me, because I didn't read, I really didn't read uh, when I started doing the videos, and my brother said, I've been reading about the law of attraction, mm -hmm. he says, you, he said, I've been trying to do it, but you actually do it yourself, so I was actually, like, doing it, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's, that's, when, when I think of something, um, I know that it's going to happen eventually. Uh, because I, I set my mind on something and I'll I'll go out and 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 put action into getting there. Yeah. Um. I remember being really really. Uh, I I was in a I, I get ready for a work program because I didn't have any bar experience. So you had to go to a sort of like. What's it called the, the job center sends young people to to get these things to get them like ready for work. Okay. Because I dropped out of acting and all that stuff, mm -hmm. so I went to this thing, and it was a it was a great thing actually. And I learned I learned a lot about, you know, how to do it, like a good uh, business plan and all this stuff, um, and CV, how to do interview skills. Okay. Then I got my bar job after that, but, um, but yeah, it's just um, being in that place where I was like, what am I actually doing in my life? Hmm. I want to be somebody that helps people. Um, I wanted to be a DJ as well. This is something I'm actually, gonna, I'm actually going to go back to. I'm going to learn it. It's a skill I'd like to learn. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I wanted to be a DJ. And I remember watching Ultra Music Festival. Hardwell was playing. And I was like, how cool would that be to be like getting everybody going like that? I want to get everybody <laughs> pumping. And then when I see Tony Robbins going on stage, yeah. and I see him like putting the music. Music is a big thing for me. And when I see people going out there and having that music, that vibration of frequency, getting everybody pumped up, I'm like, I want to be that someday. I want to do that for someday. And that kind of um, affirmation, that, that manifestation, yes. it came true. It came true for me. And my brother said, you always said that you would do something like this. And he's like, look at you, you've, you've done something that's, and, and I'm just like, and I'm quite hard on myself, so I'll be like, oh, it's all right, it's all right. And he's like, no, it's good, Daniel, please just enjoy it. And uh, so, yeah, my brother, my brother, he's he was the person who introduced me to all the self, the oh, self-help, okay. self-development. And, and since then, I've just, yeah, both of us, when we get together, that's what we talk about there. Really? Yeah, yeah, I love it. So what are some of your favourite... Um, yeah, I guess resources like in terms of books or podcasts or audiobooks or books. videos. Um, podcasts and people that I really, really like are Jim Rohn. I like him Huge because um, he's so practical. It's so simplifies everything, you know. Yeah. He and, and his voice is quite calming as well. Alan Watts. It's very weird yeah. because I have these four four seasons of of motivational speakers there's the <laughs> the angry winter ones that are like like dan pena that'll be like oh, you just gotta work you just gotta work don't read books get action you know yeah. and, and I, I, there's times when that's needed and i'm like yes 
And then there's the the kind of um, spiritual Alan Watts type, mm -hmm. the um, Eckhart. Eckhart, yeah. yeah. And what's the other one called again? The um, Doctor. I should know this. It's in the tip of my. It's in my head just now. Oh, sure. He talks about um, the the affirmations of Patanjali and all this stuff, and it's all about. So what what I've been reading recently on the spiritual side is the three gunas. Now it is the three gunas are basically energies that we as humans in the Hindu Vedanta philosophy, mm -hmm. um, and what it is is sattva, tamas, and rajas. Sattva is the idea that you get. So for example, you with this setup here, you're like. You have a vision, you're like, I could do a podcast, it's really, really good. It's got, and then there's the the tamas, which is the discouraging thought, that thing that says, hmm, nah, there's, there's other people doing it. I, I don't know if this is, yeah. And, or it's even more than that, or what will people think of me? Sheer, like a real fear. Some people, tamas appears in their life when they're trying to wake up in the morning. Um, and then there's the, the counter to that, which is rajas. And I always think of it like taking a raji, taking a rajas. So <laughs> I've been practicing rajas. Rajas is a, a, a powerful storming energy that within you, some people call it willpower, other people call it other things. But for me, I've been doing this thing recently where I count to 10 and then I just go rajas. So when I'm getting out of bed in the morning, I'll just go rajas. <laughs> yeah. I just get up and I go and, and, you know, whether I'm religious or not, I don't, it's just, it's a practical teaching from yes. that. Um, and then you'll get the people that are just scientific. And uh, Wim Hof, yeah. I like Wim Hof, he yeah. talks about how you go in cold conditions and you're putting yourself seeking discomfort and all that thing. You like, were saying earlier that yeah. you, you do the cold baths. I do, I take a cold bath, like not every day, but um, my mum actually does it as well now. What? But so what, you just fill the tub up with cold water? Fill it right up with cold water and um, just submerge for some people can't even do it like for 10 seconds i do it for a minute something like that yeah um and a little bit of like if you're scared of it it's okay after the first 15 seconds because you just go numb yeah <laughs> I, when it was so because i've done it twice in proper ice 20 right. bags of ice conditions well you put the Oh yeah, like full on, yeah, right. like proper, you know, do the, the breathing, cycles of the breathing and then go into like, yeah, literally 20 bags of ice full at least of cold, cold water. We should and it do. feels as though it's burning. We we'll do it, we'll man, do it. 100%, definitely. Um, well, I really want to get um, Wim Hof over. Wim Hof, uh, that would yeah, be cool. Yeah, so, and maybe put on an, an event with him, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I'm still, I, man, I'm still trying to figure out who the doctor you were talking about is. Wayne Dyer, <laughs> Dr. Wayne Dyer. Yeah, awesome. Dr. Wayne Dyer, he's, yeah. he's, he's amazing. You've heard of him. Yeah. I have indeed, yeah, yeah I, I know all these guys. Yeah. I, uh, the guy that yeah. wears, yeah, he's barefoot, he's barefoot on stage. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, very calming. And, yeah. And then you'll get the, the, the stormy people that are just yeah. crazy. You know? Yeah, that's fascinating. It's it, it, you know you're you're quite a young person, yeah. a young guy to be as interested as you are in personal You'd be surprised stuff. Surprised the, the amount of people that are that are it interested to, in it. Now. Yeah, it seems to have become more mainstream. It is mainstream, and I don't. I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm just part of the the, the flock of of of, uh, <laughs> of the masses. But do you know what? I, I don't care. I'm in my own little path. It's like a, your own little journey you go on. You know, you can take from it. There's plenty of sources. Um, 
just like, for example, the amount of people that are doing art, people can say art is mainstream, but other people that take it practically and, and live it and breathe it, you know, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, if you take, take what you're reading and actually do it, then it's much more effective rather than these people that are like, oh yeah, I've been reading about this. And you're like, okay, so what have you been, yeah. what have you been doing to, to get there? Yeah. I actually even fall into that. I, I'm the worst for all talk sometimes, just all talk, no action. Like I tell my, my family, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm going to be doing this and that. And they're like, two months later, um, <laughs> I'm going to do this. And they're like, you haven't done it yet. Why, why are you talking about it? And I'm like, okay. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I will. I will do more. <laughs> I tend to think that you know, if if you really are um, determined to do whatever it is you say, that ultimately in the end you'll probably find a way to do it. Yeah. It's just the sort of timing of it. Yep. Might be different. Yeah. And um, maybe it's just not meant to happen at that exact time. Yeah. It's kind of how I see it. Maybe that's a bit idealistic. But. I've been reading about Nietzsche, uh, Amor Fati. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm not a fatty. <laughs> <laughs> so Amor, Amor Fati is just being, being loving fate, to love fate. Mm-hmm. And, and so you're not a slave to your past. You're, you love everything, every single thing that has is, that is led up to who you are right now and, and who you are in the future. You're just constantly, you love everything that, that takes place, you know, yeah. and, and that's something that I, I love. Um, like I wouldn't change anything mm-hmm. of who I am mm-hmm. because who I am right now isn't who I'm going to be in ten years, and and who you are is, is going to be. You know, we're, we'll all progress and mm-hmm. progress. That's that's the way mm-hmm. the way forward. Yeah, don't so stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool uh, life philosophy that I do like it. Hmm. I'm going to ask you some of the kind of deeper philosophical questions, right. Daniel. The uh, first one I always like to start with is purpose. Right. So for yourself, I mean, what do you feel is your purpose in life? My purpose has always been to use my voice effectively to help people be freed from concern. Hmm. Um, to be, to help others realise their personal wor- worth, yeah. um, whether that be through... Um, like being an actor, I still would love to be an actor. I've still got these things um, to like actually giving solid advice on a video um, or just entertaining people, making people laugh. Um, that's that's basically who I am as a person, as just someone who who likes to please people. <laughs> I like to please people. Um, but I also nowadays don't care what people think of me. Mm-hmm. I care how I make others feel, mm. but I don't care how others... Um, you know yeah. what they say about me good or bad I just I take everything keep a level head that's the best way definitely yeah, yeah. you mentioned stoicism um, when we were chatting earlier yeah yeah. Uh, as an I approach would. to that are you would you say you're um, oh, stoicism I'm not sure um, Ty Lopez spoke about the, the, the sort of two ways of thought epicurean versus stoic right um and i would say for a lot a lot of my life it was always the pleasure seeking yeah you know live for the moment type um and then yeah it 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 sort of just depends Mm -hmm. on on certain things um i would say yes but on other things not so much uh but i do you know it's something it it interests me it's something that i do yeah i like the sort of idea of it are you um 
see, I say I'm a stoic and then I'll stub my toe and I'll be out for a week, you know? I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I, 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 we always change. We're ever, ever evolving. We, you, sometimes I feel like I'm, um, I'm a very motivated person and then other times I'm a sloth. Like, I, I, it, it's a yeah. constant battle to be, I'm constantly conflicted. I'm never in between. I'm yeah, just that, yeah. I'm trying to get in between. I'm trying to get level. <laughs> That's what I want. I want to be balanced. Yeah. Um. So there's the yin and yang. Yes. Just I'm either really really good and I'm really motivated and and when I cram I can cram like, <laughs> but then there's the late turned up late. There's all this. Yeah. You know. There's, yeah. It's just finding it's a just balance. The, the yeah. duality of life, I yep. guess. You know. Um, peaks and troughs. Yeah, definitely. Just, just, just ride the wave. Ride the wave. Ride the storm with Wim Hof <laughs> in the freezing cold <laughs> Arctic conditions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what do you, we, we mentioned legacy earlier. What would you like your legacy to be? My legacy was. Um, I have. For me, my legacy actually starts with my family. It starts at home. It, what I want is to be. Sad to say it, but. Um, have you read the um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Mm -hmm. So to Stephen begin Coleman. with the end in mind is to think how, how are people going to, they're, they're going to look at you when you die. Yeah. And sometimes I do think that and I've actually written some things down. And what I want people to say is, was he loving? Was he caring? Was he kind? Did I have all these good values? Did, did I make people feel like they were inferior to me? Or mm -hmm. did I make people feel like they were worth something? And so if I can do that with my family, then I can take that little small part and bring it to a grand scale. Mm -hmm. And and that's basically why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool answer. And what about you? Legacy. Legacy, yeah. Uh, this is a big part of it. Yep. Definitely. Yep. It's always how I've kind of looked at it. Um, uh, yeah, somebody who um, inspired people uh, and sort of challenged mainstream perceptions is right. what I would say. Yep. Is sort of the way that people think maybe offer them another way of looking at things. Yep. But again, I think that's very much a part of the, the sort of discussions and the conversations that I have, which yeah. they're not for everyone and that's fine. I've I find but, uh, I find it quite quite challenging just um just to get out of bed in the morning sometimes. Like just it's it's hard for me. Yeah, like, really? Yeah. So I, I can tell people like oh this is my legacy and then i'll be like to be honest what what are people going to think of me when i die is right now are people like oh man he couldn't get out of his bed like you know so it's there's constant tweaking and yeah and things that need to be done yeah i have days like that as well i would yeah. say usually it's when you're not focusing on you know sort of your why mm -hmm. i guess yeah and if you it's it's sort of attaching a strong enough emotion to the reasons to yep. do the things you want to do yeah rather than sort of wallowing in self-pity and i think overthinking can quite often be a, yep. a negative habit um yeah. I, I was on a podcast a wee while ago I was speaking about this you know like positive thinking versus negative thinking yep. and monitoring your your own thoughts and that trying to keep them as much positive as possible. But yeah. you can get into a sort of spiral of negative thought. Yeah. And, you know, I've sort of played around with a lot of philosophical lines of thought. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if you ultimately land on the fact that 
your philosophy is say existentialism or something like yep. that then life kind of has no reason and for me that is quite bleak mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it is i've i've uh, and, and and sorry I, just i to find it hard because I, i'll switch off maybe I'll, I'll, what i'll do is sometimes there's things that are that are quite thought-provoking and I'll, I'll i'll switch it off just like if i'm watching a, a depressing movie um sometimes i just we have the choice to digest what we digest you know like yeah with our food or with what we listen to and if i'm finding that i'm i'm getting a negative bias from something i'll, I'll sometimes switch it off i'll just i'll just get like away from it you know yeah it's, it's like, do you find it hard to do that or no it's well it, uh, that's having the self-awareness that's yeah. being able to uh, see your thoughts as the observer rather than be yeah. consumed by yeah um, and then That's be in the hard. sort of emotion of negativity, you know. Yeah, it is. It's very difficult. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> you, all, can, you can think a lot of this stuff can, so we, much. Yeah, we can I, all talk about it as much as we want. But, yeah. But like at the end of the day, what we're all just atoms, and <laughs> you know, we're all just trying to figure things out. Yeah. There's some people that are smart, but like. Nobody has all the answers. Yeah. We all have basic human needs. Like, I want to sleep. I want to eat. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) How do you define success? Success for me is all about balance. Um, So when you're you're doing good and you're winning, just know where you are. Remember who you are. Don't don't get drawn into the crowd and stop thinking that you're you're you are something when you know when you're not you're not we're all the same. You know, we are all humans. Don't ever think that you're above everyone. Yeah. And then when you're, when you're feeling low and you're feeling like you're the worst person, like there's been days where we'll all have it. You you walk past a shop mirror or something and you're just, they, we all dislike ourselves at points. And mm. I would say to people, just be balanced. On these days where you're feeling down, you don't even want to leave the beds because you've got crippled with anxiety or depression about something um, versus the, oh, I'm untouchable right now. Just be balanced and, and know that your your end goal is if you're progressing towards different little goals, you're going to produce dopamine and you're going to be happy. Um, um, and just try and try your best to, to just stay calm and breathe. And and that's that's for me success. It's not about my, my net worth or um, we, we do. I'm not going to lie, though, we do need money. Money is something mm. that we need for different things, but mm. you know that will come, that will go. Um, just staying level-headed, staying, staying on a on a line that that you can be. Um, people can reach out to you mm-hmm. because they know that you're a, you're a rock to them. Mm. That's something that that I would like to be. Yeah, people know that I'm a, I'm ho- I'm a, a safe haven that they can come to me if they need something. I can you know. I can. I won't be shocked by it. Mm-hmm. People can tell me anything. I wouldn't be shocked by it. Yeah, like, I'm, their I'm like deepest, that. darkest secrets. I would literally just take it and be like, you know what? Be honest. I'm glad that you're honest with me at least, and you know, figure out why you're having these thoughts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's that's non-judgment at its finest. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> we. Some people are so judgmental nowadays, and yeah. they're so um, offended by everything. And they, they virtue signal and they think that, you know, I'm I'm doing all these things that are so good. And it's almost like a kind of a way to show everyone around them how good they are. And then if someone else is good and you've got another person that's good, they're looking for any little thing. And they're in competition of yeah. how, how, how their virtues are. Yeah. 
and it's like <gasps> even when you're trying when you're trying to do good things like people are are so suffocated in themselves mm. you know that's not success success is is doing something without thinking about how you appear to others and and just going and doing it and enjoying it and loving it love what you do mm-hmm. find something you love like if you love gardening do something with gardening don't just like sit there in your office cubicle all day thinking you know i'm getting paid you could end up making money from your garden like look at alan tishmarsh yeah it's true you know <laughs> do you i just sort of thought of this um do you have a specific meditation or breathing practice or anything like that that you do i go to kadampa meditation sometimes oh right, it's cool. um, a thing in glasgow i is go the, there is it buddhists it's it is buddhist but yeah. it's for me it's not a religious thing i no. go i go more for the just the the, the nice it's philosophy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Every religion has philosophy in it, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them are more similar than we than we realize. And just learning, like, to bring peace into your life, no matter what, is a great thing. No hatred towards others. Like, stop being so angry and hateful to everybody. Yeah. Even like, I don't know. Like, there's a there was a, a story I heard recently, and it was this guy who had been abused by his father, and he he made a one day he just realized, hey, where what has my dad been through? So he went and he, he searched deeper into his whole line and from then it was all passed on, alcohol abuse. And, and he was like, do you know what? Instead of hating my dad for the abuse he gave me, I'm going to love him unconditionally mm. and, and we are gonna, we're going to, you know, for, for who he is as a father and make sure that I don't make the same mistakes. Exactly, like breaking the cycle. Yeah. 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 So I talk, I'll ramble a lot. No, not at all, man. No, no, it's, 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 it's you know, it's yeah. good stuff. Really yeah. interesting. I just, I just love, I love um, the feeling. I, when people say, oh, don't read books because you're not actually getting practical. I think that, I don't like that because, you know, yes, I, I know there's a lot of books that you shouldn't read, like all the time. You should actually be getting work done. But to me, I do feel like working on yourself is, is reading, you know. Mm-hmm. For the people that are money motivated, though, that just want money and stuff, that's a, I get that. I get why you would just, you know, books can sometimes be a distraction or whatever if you're just reading 700 books in a, in a week. <laughs> yeah, that's just pro- procrastination in disguise. Yeah, but but you can learn something from every book. And, yeah. you know, it's, there people that say they don't have time to read, they should, because it's something I never did and now I do, and I'm, uh, I'm so much better for it. Yeah. Like my family's seen a change. I, I know, I know, but I know that's kind of primary example. But that's who that's who I am. I'm, I'm learning constantly. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Future goals. Future goals. What what's on your bucket list? Five yeah. year plan. Ten year plan. Where, year, where are you going? Five year plan. Nice wee wife. <laughs> nice wee dog. Nice wee house. Just a wee Lamborghini. Nice life. Lamborghini. Nice wee Lamborghini. <laughs> Loads of things, you know. Nah. Um, what I want is is to be more of the same. Just the same the same person, but like with different skills. Learn, um, but just. I don't want to lose myself because you can easily mm. lose yourself. I don't want to lose myself to any addictions or anything like that. I want to stay the same level-headed that I am now, but with with more more substance to me, more uh, life experience, more. I don't know what I'll have. You know, I could have a, a wife. You know, I could have a girlfriend. I could have a uh, Lamborghini. Whatever happens in the future, but um, I'd like to be. 
a public speaker for sure. Yeah. And if I look back in this in 10 years and I've done a lot of public speaking events, then I can say, oh, look how bad you were <laughs> then. But look at you now, you big, <laughs> you big uh, inspirational <laughs> freak. <Yeah. laughs> uh, yeah, but <laughs> I was going to say, like, do, do you run the... So if you... This is something that interests me about you specifically because yep. you have this massive audience right. that have become your audience because of the stuff that you put out at the moment. Yep. If you kind of were to pivot from that or become something else, more yep. inspirational, say, do you run the risk of losing that? And, you know, where does this all intersect? Does that mean that you will ultimately start phasing out the, you know, <laughs> the female-friendly square videos? Or how many, how many names did Snoop Dogg have? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Snoop Dogg did reggae. <laughs> That's not what his bass liked. They uh, just people just I don't know. Whatever happens, happens. I'm not attached to what I'm doing. And if I change it up, there will be some people that will come along, and there'll be a new audience that will go. I've I've grown an audience from something, but it's it's all about like how I am as a person. And, and if I'm doing more motivational stuff. Um, that's because I've grown and evolved from life experience um, that I can that people will probably have I'll have more credibility to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then yeah. Right now, I, I don't see me on on a, on stage um, doing what what like what Tony Robbins does because I've not done the ten thousand hours or fifty thousand hours of of work that that yeah. he's done on that. I'm not. I'm. I'm not even started it. So when I do start it, it'll. Who knows what will happen? Yeah. You know? But do yeah. you feel a sort of, for the want of a better word, a calling towards that? Yeah, definitely. I yeah. mean, I've always loved being on stage as well. Um, um, I'm. I'm capable of doing it. I, I'm. I like the word. I the words. I am. Like you do put it into you. Um, you manifest things by saying I am this. I am that. And sometimes I. I'll say. I'm tired when I'm not tired, <laughs> um, and that's something I want to change as well. Just saying things just because you feel that it's the right thing to say. Yeah. But when you say "I am," make sure it's things that you know that you want to be, that you that you feel that you are. Like I am confident. I am capable of getting on a stage and speaking to ten thousand, maybe a hundred thousand in a stadium. I, I can do it. I can do it. Not right now, but <laughs> yeah. I will. I can. I can see myself doing it. I, I can envision it. You know, and uh, that's that's where I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would love to be there. You know. So what do you need to do in order to make that a, a, a you know a reality? I need to get on a wee stage with two <laughs> people watching, and work it from there. <laughs> Yeah. I, I will stand on this chair right now and I will bellow out and I will become... <laughs> I will, I will say. I've got a better booming voice than, than Berko. <laughs> will the honourable gentleman please stand off his chair and sit down into a, a sedentary position where he lies and he should stay in that sedentary position. <laughs> That's a good impersonation. I like that. So, yeah, just... Start when when are you starting? When, well, Ireland <laughs> next month. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm going to be uh, doing a speech in for Ireland's Got Curves. In um, I've actually done it twice in a, two years in a row, but I was like everything. I bombed. I didn't do a really good job. 
um, not not bombed in a in a good way, but bombed in a bad way. Like I I was a, a bomb site. Like I was just a, a shivering mess. I had a suit on. I hadn't planned anything. I just went there thinking that I was capable, and I fluffed it. Delusional. I was delusional. <laughs> so this year I'm going to go there. I'm gonna I'm gonna really really. Um, I know the audience. I know the people that are going there again, and I want to. I want to do something that's really, really, really helpful to them. Um, mm-hmm. Show pass on knowledge is a great thing. Yeah, pass on the knowledge I've learned. Um, have a great f- examples and and just try and inspire them as much as possible, just like I do in the videos. Nice. Yeah. Will you film that? Do you think? Yeah, I'm going to film it. Yeah, yeah. that'd yeah, be good. I'm going to have interested it. to see that. See if I fluff it. <laughs> if I fluff it, don't hate me, right? <laughs> Just know that I said that I wanted to better myself as much. Like, even if it's not 10,000 people in the future. Yeah, of course. It's, it's not about the numbers. It's, I want yes. to, I want to um, master the craft of speaking. As a, that's a good skill to be able to do. And I would love to be uh, recognised as, as um, helping others on a stage with a, a good voice. Just like Jim Rohn or something like that, you know. I'm like, I just he, he is brilliant. Yeah, huge, huge Jim Rohn. Fan. I bet you my accent is completely different yeah. in ten years. Let's just <laughs> yeah, if maybe. I look back on this video, yeah. I want to see it, and I'll be like, I'll be like looking back, and I'll be like, oh man, what an absolute disaster he was back then. Oh, the voice, <laughs> the voice was awful. <laughs> yeah. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? From my granddad, just simple one, just always do your best no matter what. Um, he was in the army and all that stuff. He Discipline was a part of his, his existence and he I listened to him. He had credibility. He served his time. He'd went through, you know, I don't care about listening to like all these inspirational people. Sometimes it's better when you hear it from somebody that's just, just went through, you know, he's, he was in the Sudan and everything for in the desert with little food. There wasn't as much like love for the soldiers back then. Mm. And he was telling me all these stories about it. And uh, he just said to me, just if you've not done your best, it was when I was doing my exams, if you've not done your best, you've only got yourself to blame. And then I said, I've not done my best. And I was honest with him and he said, well, there you go. Next time, do your best. And I was like, okay, well, I will. And uh, so I've always taken that and I always remind him of it because, well, he's, it's just always one that sticks in my mind. I know it's yeah. very simple, but it's something that I just just always do your best. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. What about you? What's your favourite? Wow. Um, I, I think probably my go-to actually is one that um, Mark Beaumont shared here. Right. Um, the first time that I interviewed him, which was some time ago actually, and he said, if I can remember correctly, um, be- become somebody that gets paid for who you are rather mm-hmm. than what you do. Yeah. So kind of building the personal brand yep. and, yep. you know, high income skills and all that good stuff. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, another one actually is from a book that you recommended, How to Win Friends and Influence, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. And it is, um, again, I'll kind of paraphrase it, but it's always put yourself in the other person's shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see things you know, as much as you can from the other person's perspective. Yeah. perspective. And That's a game changer. Yeah, it's, uh, there was a phrase I like, and it was like, uh, don't judge a man until you've walked two moons in his moccasins. <laughs> and it was like an ancient Indian one. And it's from a book called Walk Two Moons by Michael Morpurgo. 
read that in school probably the only one i did actually read in school <laughs> yeah. but it was actually really good and then um, i'm sure it's michael Murpurgo. sorry michael if, if it's not but it was a, it was a good book and um and that was all about just you know this little judgmental the teenager like you know going through the yeah. adolescence it's a kind of uh, coming of age yes book. um and I, it's great just don't judge people is a great thing mm-hmm like, I, I don't. I try not to have arguments with anybody now. Mm. I, I just win. Like, if you both win, sometimes if you both if you both lose, if someone's losing, then you lose too. You, you sometimes that's a that's a win win. You know. Yeah. Um. I never try and overpower anybody. But I think that's 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 a stupid way to live life. Some people go through their life trying to prove others wrong, like prove others uh, prove themselves right yes, in every argument. Yeah, like. Yeah. And and you, they'll say things like, "Yeah, see, I told you, I told you," and and they thrive on that stuff. And I'm just like, "Have it, yeah, just have it, man." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you so, I'd normally ask twenty year olds, but you're still a young guy, Daniel. So we'll yeah. take it back a bit. If you had the opportunity to speak to your fifteen year old self, what would you say? Well, I would probably just say, you know, it's going to be all good. Um, I don't want, I wouldn't change anything from my past. You know, like mm-hmm. the, the Amor Fatty. Yeah, yeah. Amor Fatty. <laughs> I would say Amor Fatty. No, I wouldn't say, <laughs> I wouldn't say Amor Fatty. I would say, say, just, just, just go through it. Just, you know, there's going to be hard times, be good times, but, you know, you're on the right path. Just keep going. Do mm-hmm. what you do. Follow what you feel, your, your gut feeling. Yeah. Um, try not to drink as much. You're, yeah, you're all over. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Last question's a big one. If you could change anything in the world, yep. what would it be and why? Um, the, the definitely the, the the mental health aspect of everybody that's that's going. It's a it's all it's a pandemic that's going around just now. I'd love mm-hmm. that. Um, obviously, I'd, I'm trying to figure out how we can do that by making little videos. It at least helps some. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that, I would love to change how people their self-worth is predicated upon yeah who like how many followers they have and and how many uh likes they get or you know but like some the other one that, that people have is um how they edit their photos and that's how they want them to see themselves and then when they go into the real world people say oh you don't look like your photos you look you look like a catfish you're completely okay different and a lot of mm-hmm. people are like oh man and oh like they they hate themselves because they've seen who they want to see themselves yeah from social media and then they come away from that and someone says no that's no this is who you are and that creates a, a depression for a lot of people as well mm-hmm. to the point where they are they have to wear makeup to make it look like they are a cert- they look a certain way yeah. like like their photos mm-hmm. and it's an unachievable way of surviving and we can't keep up i'd love to change that i'd love to just make people feel comfortable in their skin mm. constantly it's hard that's that's never going to happen but it's something i would change just everybody just love themselves because we're all individual we're all unique and mm. it's good like look at people like rowan atkinson they don't exist anymore and they don't you don't get comedians like that that just come in and, and contort themselves and i mean mm. maybe you do but not quite to that level like yeah he made himself ridiculous <laughs> yeah. and, and and owned that mm-hmm. you know and and 
and I love people like that. I love people that just their self worth, they're, they're um, self aware. Yeah. And they know where, where, where it's where they stand, and they, they know what they're they're gonna do. You mm-hmm. know. Um. Don't try and be too sexy. Just go and be yourself. Just try yeah. and try and be yourself. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yep. Awesome. It's been so good speaking with you, my friend. Thank you very I've, much. I've uh, absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's been great. Some really, really good stuff in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much for your time and your honesty and your your insights. It's been it's been awesome. No better. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. No Cheers. <laughs> You've been listening to Inspired Edinburgh. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe for more powerful conversations. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show, and we'll see you at the next episode.